you can tell all your scum friends that things are gonna change in this town. I'm not just another pretty face. Whose blood is that? Is that your blood? No. Fuck you, man. Welcome to the Dead Army Podcast. This is the podcast for indie horror filmmakers and fans. And the goal here is to help indie horror filmmakers by talking about your projects and what else is going on out there and highlighting how others have made it and telling you the stories behind the stories and talking about all the projects that we find. Uh, And of course, we want more people watching them. We want to, to put new movies on your radar that you probably don't know about, some indie and low budget stuff that you should be checking out. So if this sounds good to you, go to deadharvey.com. Join our e-newsletter, follow us on social, subscribe to the podcast. We want to hear from you. It's deadharvey.com, and you can search for Dead Harvey anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, Shoot us an email. We want to hear about your project. We want to hear about projects you find and uh, get everyone talking about them. And today, uh, we are going to be talking about R-rated superhero horror. Um, and the main reason we're going to talk about it is because uh, I, uh, both of us have checked out Jupiter's Legacy, which is on Netflix, and I quite enjoyed it, and then they canceled it, uh, but it seems like there's a lot of this going on right now. Uh, you've been checking out Invincible, which I have yeah. not been checking out, and there's also The Boys, which we both love The Boys, and they're they're now uh, working on season three. Yeah. I love the... The first season of The Boys a lot. Second season was still cool, but I didn't like it as much as the first season because I think they they didn't get as weird as the first season was, and they strayed more from the comic. The first season was really close to the comic in a lot of spots. It made it really cool, but but it's still like um, I mean, still like a really cool show. Definitely worth watching. And Carl Urban just is awesome as oh. Billy Butcher in that show. Well, The Boys is great. Like I mean, yeah. you know you know the history of the comics better than I do on that and why they came up with the that that story. But the idea of basically kind of flipping it upside down and saying, "Hey, these you know, if you give a bunch of superpowers mm-hmm. to people, they can be a bunch of assholes." Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's it's kind of interesting. And also, I mean, the opening of the Boys season one, where yeah. basically the 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 guy who's supposed to be like the Flash, just. Oh, yeah. It just obliterates a girl into mist of blood and guts. And right? that's right from the comic. That's where like all that really cool, like when they took a lot of those really cool concepts from the comic, I noticed a lot more of that in the first season than the second. Second season, they started going a little bit more mainstream with it. The, the first season was more wacko, but the second season still had some crazy stuff in it. So um, I hope they don't go more mainstream in the third season, but but we'll, we'll see here. But I mean, they definitely start out really strong with that first season. Like the comic, there's stuff in that comic that they couldn't, really adapt because it goes so crazy but they do a pretty good job in the first season of it here yeah i mean i'll be honest like i think the first like the whole idea of r-rated superhero and we're going to get to how this crosses over with horror mm-hmm. because it, it, there's a ton of this and, and I, you can kind of see the two worlds colliding but um the first one that really w- was when wolverine uh did their r-rated one uh, well the logan yeah yeah logan yeah, yeah. When, when logan and all of a sudden it's like whoa there's a dark twisted idea to this and i think that opened up things a little bit and 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 now like you see jupiter's legacy and this is what kind of upsets me and i wonder if it just didn't hit where it was supposed to hit because it explores a lot of cool shit like mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like having to deal with the fact that you have superpowers i mean it wasn't really it was, wasn't a lot of horror stuff in that but it definitely dealt with the dark side of having superpowers yeah 
and that that when we start talking about in, in superhero horror you start to see that crossover that's really where that line is where it's like hey this it's not all superman like this is like where he's hey i've got superpowers let me use this yeah it, it explores that dark side and was like hey holy shit i got a lot of powers i could use this for my own benefit definitely like darker themes or um less like now in the boys they kind of do like a like a parody to there's basically like this corporation that that funds them that is very much like you know you can tell they're making fun of Disney with it and then like kind of like the the um, the pristine sort of like Marvel or Disney characters is now they're owned by Disney and they're they're taking they're they're, they're flipping that on, on its head like what if we like take the took the veneer off of this and we showed the ugly underbelly of it or how they really act and their, their dysfunction and everything. And Watchmen was a lot like that too, because when Watchmen came out, that explored the darker side of superheroes mm-hmm. and uh, Watchmen is actually is, is fantastic. I think that's like probably my favorite, uh, the Snyder movies aside from Dawn of the Dead yeah. because, or like 302 when he straight up adapts something, he does so much more of a better job than when he like goes off on his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, I, and that's what I kind of like, and I, I was actually hoping because we had watched the boys, mm-hmm. Uh, or I'd watch the boys and the boys really does cross over. Like we were talking before we started recording, like the Homelander character, like that's just, he's, he's basically, you put him in a different environment. He's a horror villain. Yeah. Like he's got mm-hmm. superpowers and just doesn't give a fuck kills people all the time. Like there's that scene on the plane we were talking about. It's yeah. like everyone's dying. And he's like, oh, well, you know, to hell with all these guys, let's get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, and, and they really, in the boys cross over the fact that there's a lot of horror involved with, with superpowers. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so I was with, 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 um, the Jupiter's legacy, it started out cause there was this kind of almost insanity thing. Cause they're talking about that timeline, right? Like where it, yeah. it starts in like the thirties and forties, uh, during the, actually the twenties, cause it's great depression. Right. And then the, and then the main character, uh, played by, um, <clears throat> Josh, uh, Dumal, Dumal, Duhamel or something like that. Duhamel, Josh. Duhamel. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Yeah. I don't, I don't, know, know, either. I don't know either, but him, and he, and he, and he basically watches his dad die and then he goes insane or you think he's going insane but he's really being called towards this this superpower that they it's kind of like a sub timeline that they, they follow and then it, it goes to show that there's this i don't know i always kind of like the idea of like what well, goes to the spider-man that with great power comes great responsibility and yeah and and, and and we always see in the mainstream movies that of course they stand up to that and 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 fight for good but I like the idea of like, you know, some of these guys don't, and that, that's explored in, 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 in Jupiter's legacy. Like, cause there's a couple of them that yeah. fray. And this is what I'm pissed off about is like, they showed at the end, they were like, Oh no, there's a dark side here. And some of these guys weren't part of this team. They didn't stay for good. They went for evil and they were setting this up that we're going to see this dark side of it, which explores this kind of dark horror element. And then they cancel it. So we're not going to actually see what happens. Like they, there was yeah. a character who was outright left out of it. Like, like yeah. so when you see the old guys and they have those six, uh, the six superheroes, there's one that we just don't see in modern time. And I'm assuming he's still alive <laughs> and doing something, but they never explored that guy. So I feel they like, in my mind, I don't know why it didn't, if they cancel it because it didn't work, I thought it was kind of cool and I wanted to see more. Yeah, I, I think, well, I, I had heard that it had pretty big ratings too. Of course, Netflix never reveals their ratings. Um, yeah. So it's hard to say, but like from just a couple of things that I read, I'd heard that like a lot of people were watching it. So now it could be one of those things where Netflix doesn't want to spend the money on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be one of those things, but I don't know why they would commit to like, like they paid uh, Mark Millar a bunch of money Basically, like they wanted to start this whole Mark Millarverse, so his whole superhero universe on Netflix, mm-hmm. and so they paid him all this this cash, and then they just started with one season, and they cancel it. Usually, Netflix goes at least to like 
two or three seasons before they cancel something. You and usually think, they, they usually they'll cancel it right after that, but they usually they'll at least give it a couple, which is weird. Yeah. And I, and I also think that this was there for it because the boys did quite well yeah. for Amazon. And I, and I think that this was there because the, because Netflix didn't really do uh, this R-rated superhero mm-hmm. that's kind of delve into this. Disney obviously has tons of it, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what they do. Amazon had this success with with the boys. It actually dragged a lot of people in, I read. Like like a lot of oh, people yeah. wanted that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Netflix was kind of missing that audience. So I, I thought, I liked it and I, I was interested to see where they go with it. But um, but it did op- open up the, the whole idea of talking about these R-rated superheroes slash horror. So I thought we could chat a little bit now about like what makes a superhero and why it is so intertwined with horror. Yeah. Um, and realistically, a superhero is just someone with supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. Now, it, them for good, right? Depending on for- how you de- yeah, depending on how you define it, because Batman doesn't have any supernatural powers, but he's considered a superhero. So it gets a little weird that way. It's true. There are a little, yeah. little, little kind of weird shit in there. And also, by the way, you look at like, say, a movie that it's awesome in this low budget sort of dark in indie superhero horror was super with rain wilson yeah he doesn't technically have any super that's true yeah. either. he just yeah. carries a fucking wrench and gets the fuck beat out of him occasionally right uh yeah. by the way that's a low budget indie film that i believe he it was actually james gunn wasn't james gunn behind yeah, super it was yeah yeah so this is kind of a four mm. uh and it was kind of an indie well it's awesome to see but it's technically a superhero movie it's dark as shit yeah and uh he technically doesn't. He he thinks he has superpowers, but um, actually does not, if I remember correctly. Yes, or if you're like the Punisher, I would consider. Now he doesn't have any superpowers either, but I would consider his superpower to be a high pain tolerance. Yeah, because yeah. he's just an ultimate badass. I mean, but he's completely human. Yeah, I'd put him. I'd put him in there. I mean, there's also <laughs> other ones like like straight up, and we like like a werewolf has superpowers. Yeah, and and so like a, a, a vampire has superpowers. So you, you, you if you think about it that way it becomes interesting because there's this line. It used to always be like, if you think about classic horror, there's the zombie, there's the the, the vampire, there's the werewolf, there's whatever. And then you had this, oh, you know, superheroes, Superman, Batman, and all these guys did things for good. And it was very, you know, for kids and this is not for kids. But as you start to get both of them towards R rated, you start to realize that there really is this, this crossover between the fact that they're just super, they're kind of soup. They have superpowers. They have, yeah. They have something and now how they use it, there's there's like obviously lots of crossover. Because now, for example, like I would say that Wolf Cop is is mm-hmm. a superhero, is a superhero movie. It's about a werewolf. Definitely, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But this beer drinking werewolf has superpowers, yeah. but he's a cop and he fights mm-hmm. evil. So that's a full crossover of superhero horror right there. And a Canadian superhero too. Yes, a Canadian, a Canadian werewolf superhero, and that, and that's where you kind of see it. So mm-hmm. it, it does mm-hmm. become interesting. And I also feel that that like superpowers don't necessarily not necessarily one of your favorite movies of all time. It would be would be put in here. I don't know if it's your favorite movie of all time, but the Toxic Avenger. Well, it, the Toxic oh, Avenger Toxic is Avenger. clearly yeah, it's clearly a horror superhero. Toxic Avenger is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, and, and, and he, and he, but he he has his storyline is oh, typical. Yeah. It's just like the Joker, right? Like he falls into a mm-hmm. vat of toxic waste mm-hmm. and comes out the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, that's true. Toxic Avenger sort of set a precedent for super low budget, like gory uh, superhero stuff. It was way ahead of its time because it was early '80s when it came out. But I think like when you're talking about like basically horror themes or like horror superhero genre. It would be now Toxic Avenger is not like classically what you would think of as a horror movie, but 
you would sort of consider as that because it has darker themes and because there is extreme gore in it. So if, if it's like really, so if it's not like really necessarily like a movie about vampires, supernatural monsters or anything else like that, so it doesn't have like that kind of horror theme to it, but it's super gore, you could see it as, uh, you could see it as a horror superhero movie or if it had darker themes, like, you know, like Watchmen or The Boys, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because you think about it, it's like what defines a horror movie then? Yeah. Because it's not necessarily, like I'll, I'll tell you some of my favorite, what I would classify as horror mm-hmm. movies aren't, aren't necessarily scary. Yeah, like we're not we're not talking about The Exorcist or, or um, you know, ones that have lots of jump scares and tension. Like fuck, like Army of Darkness. Like oh, that's the, great. The, yeah, it, that, that's that's <laughs> yeah. A, that, if that's a horror movie, but it's, it's yeah. not necessarily scary. It's got a lot of gore. It's got a lot of that would be like you know, a horror comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. a horror comedy, but yeah. like it's definitely the word horror is in there. For definitely, what it yeah. Is. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I could you know you could point to lots that are within. Within there, so that's why it's just kind of interesting that I, I feel that, that, that it's all coming into this big sort of they're they're colliding. But I think there are big ways to do it. Like I think when you look at like say like like Jupiter's Legacy, The Boys, and all that stuff. They, obviously, they are higher budget because they have these big sort of yeah like uh, they're flying. <laughs> like they're using yeah. huge special effects and CGI and all this type of stuff. And they got big actors doing sort of stuff. But there is a lower budget version of this that 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 you can tap into it. I don't feel a lot of it's done. Like Wolf Cop is fairly low budget. Yeah, I actually, know, I, mm-hmm. I actually know the producer of Wolf Cop mm-hmm. and it, it was not that big of a budget movie. Toxic Avenger, clearly not that mm-hmm. big, of a, uh, big of a budget when they when they originally made it. Um, and you can get like, I, the one that I posted about on our Instagram feed earlier this week was Freaks, which mm-hmm. was, um, it's, uh, it, while at the end it does get, have, have a lot of special effects and stuff, the first half of it is really low key. Yeah. And and I think it is possible to do like, oh, like you you have a superpower. We're trying and, and really exploring the store and the story and the dark thing and the creepy things. Like in Freaks, like she keeps seeing this silhouette of a woman that freaks her out in the, in, in a closet. Her dad's like all like you know beard, this, like hiding her in the house mm-hmm. and all this type of shit. And it turns out that she has superpowers. She's a superhero. And yeah. So is he. And so is he. And and yet and and he can control time. She has uh, uh, telekinesis. And but he's trying to hide her because there's a government entity trying to hunt down these superheroes. And the whole thing is very, it's very dark. It's very horror, you know. And at the end, it has its spin. But my whole point about it is, is like I think there's a lot of cool movies like that that, that aren't necessarily that don't have to have that budget of Jupiter's Legacy. Definitely, yeah. And it was great too because Emil Hirsch and Bruce Dern is in that too, so it's got a pretty good cast for it. There's other movies that came out before that weren't classically considered as like superhero horror movies, but they obviously influenced the genre, like Firestarter and Carrie. Mm-hmm. where you have people with telekinetic powers or with Firestarter, she can make things go on fire with just like her mind. And then you have Carrie, well, she can burn down her school with just like her mind or she can make objects fly. These are basically like dark versions of the X-Men or X-Men. If yeah, yeah like. that's very, it's very true. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of funny that, 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 yeah, this has existed for mm-hmm. a while. We just yeah. haven't identified it. And I feel it's like these, R-rated superhero mm-hmm. movies that are now pushing over into this dark side. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, well, hold on a second. This already exists over here a little bit. Like we, we've already had this, uh, this, this where it's villains and, and horror icons can be, can be superheroes. Cause they basically just have uh, the extra powers. The other one that, that, that would be dark uh, that, that you liked uh, was Spawn. Oh yeah, well, Spawn. I like the the character more than more than the movie. Like now, now what I like the, the PG thirteen movie. It's very ambitious, but it had problems just because of the effects. Although what they were going for was was really cool. But 
the animated series of Spawn is awesome. And it's been it's one of the best animated adaptations I've ever seen for a comic before. It's on HBO right now. You can watch all three seasons of it and it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I do, I, because I'm trying to think of all these other, there's a lot of these that you, you kind of see. The other one that I like quite a bit was Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn. No, Brightburn is kind of cool because that's like a version of. So Mark Millar, who they took his comics for Jupiter's Legacy on, he had a comic called Red Sun, and that was basically, and that that sort of posited if Superman were to land in Russia instead of the U.S., what would happen? And so it sort of it sort of reminded me of that. So it was like the U.S. sort of would see him as like a villain. So it was an alternate version of Superman. Brightburn kind of reminded me of that, but this was basically like. If Superman was adopted, it landed on Earth and was adopted by Mom Pa Kent, and he was an alien, but he turned out to be an evil alien, um, and that's the kid that they adopted. Yeah, I mean, it's it literally is the, the Superman yeah. storyline without and saying it, but cl- clearly alluding to it. Yeah. Well, they did it yeah. like everything about it. Like he, mm-hmm. the the family can't have a kid. Uh, a UFO crashes on their mm-hmm. farm. Yeah, and they, they hide the, baby, the ship. Yeah, they yeah. hide the ship, and mm-hmm. then they take the baby in, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, like later on when the baby starts crushing people's hands and getting weird thoughts. Yeah. Like, hey, here's the story. You're you're actually an alien. Mm-hmm. It's it's the exact same storyline, but I mean that's a classic example of where I think like what I would love to see more of. Yeah. Like 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 like, there's a million superheroes out there. Right? Yeah. Like, like if you look at between Marvel and DC and all the different shit that's out there, you could pick any character and say, well, what if this went the other way? <laughs> and, all yeah. sudden, yeah. and all of a sudden Definitely. it's a horror movie, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And Spawn was so great about that too. Like, like basically like the, now the one thing about the PG 13 movie was Mike, Michael Jai White was perfect as, as Al Simmons main character for Spawn. League was almost great as a clown. He really went for it. Um, who was a, who also was, that I think was really cool about that movie. Well, they, it messed up at the end when they had the when they tried to show the oh, yeah. CGI was just way too low budget. But then now they're trying to. Tom McFarlane's in the works of doing um, a new version of Spawn, like sort of like a reboot of Spawn, and he's supposed to be doing it through Bloomhouse. Now I've been reading about this for a while, so this would be like, mm-hmm. like sort of like a five million dollar budget Spawn version. But he wants to keep it so that Spawn is sort of hidden in the shadows and they make it kind of more like a monster movie as opposed to like a superhero movie. So it's going to be interesting to see how that would happen. Obviously they, they offered him to do like a big budget remake, but he didn't really have control with more money involved. This way he has more control, but it also seems like it's something that is sort of different than what spawn was like what the comic was. Cause the comic was like really big. And what, what they tried to do in the PG 13 movie was take all these really big concepts of heaven and hell and warriors coming from heaven and hell. This is like really grand scale sort of stuff, like big budget kind of stuff that works for animation, but for live action is more difficult to pull off. Yeah. With a limited I remember, budget, yeah. I remember. I think I actually watched mm-hmm. it with you mm-hmm. when it came out. Like the, the ending was just left a lot to be desired. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so but big. I think Michael J. White, like he ages so well, he would he still probably actually be pretty like perfect for the main character for it. He doesn't even yeah, look. He that was perfect. Anymore. But that's another great example mm-hmm. of a horror yeah. superhero crossover because it's clearly dealing with themes of, of you know, dark, and it goes to hell and back, right? Oh yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. What I always liked about it too is that like it sort of relates to to humans because. Spawn starts out like with this, basically he sold his soul to the devil and he has X amount of powers that he can use. So he sort of tries to balance the scales and tries to redeem himself, tries to get his wife back and everything. But he, whenever he uses his powers, it sort of drains him a little bit and it speeds mm-hmm. up the time clock. And the whole comic always starts out with a time clock. Like when is your, when are you going to like, when is your soul going to belong to the devil? So there's all this time and all as human beings, we're given a death sentence since birth. 
So we all have a ticking time clock too. So it sort of reminded me of that. Like when I was reading the comic, they always put a time clock in. I'd be like, oh shit, how many years do I got left? And it helps humans connect with that in a way too. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, <laughs> There's just, I mean, that's it opened up my eyes, and I was like, yeah, it's a cool little subgenre because, like, if you think about how that it works, the other guy that explored it awesomely um, is uh, uh, the Unbreakable and Split. Oh, uh, M Night, yeah, he's kind of plays in that realm too, where he takes um, superpowers and, and and sort of like stuff like that and puts it in a dark dark way right uh, and he keeps it of, at a super low budget too yeah. yeah and he keeps it at a super low budget but he, he explores that like mm -hmm. uh, you know like even some of the themes and, and storylines he explores could be like very positive and like hey this is kind of cool but it's also kind of like no we can make this dark and twisted and and those were ones was like yep they all have these superpowers but it's it's what what bad shit like one guy can't die one guy is you know like yeah and clearly uh, like samuel jackson's supposed to be like the xavier type character in his wheelchair definitely right? yeah yeah right and then you've got um uh, what was the last one was it split the last or? one was was glass um, oh, glass yeah because split had so he had like all these sort of so he like he abducts these girls and it's sort of like a weird kind of uh creepy sort of thing when he abducts them but then he has all these different personalities and he's holding them hostage and one of his personalities is this beast sort of like beast from the x-men yeah. kind of superhero and then at the end that the characters run into each other at the end of that, at the end of, uh, of split, right. and then that goes yeah. off in the glass where they're all together. Yeah, and it's kind of funny about that is because all of those, the idea of this, the, their superpowers, are, none of them, if I remember correctly, are done with like any sort of CG or special effects. It's just acting. Like, yeah, except for probably like where the beast is like running on the wall and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're, the rest of it is go, very minimal though. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the beast is running on the wall, and I, and I actually saw the making of the scene where he was. Remember at the end where he goes down on all fours and he's like trotting yeah. mm -hmm. towards them. I think they had him on a wire, but it was mm -hmm. really for a large portion him yeah. on a wire. So, yeah, I mean, it, it goes to show that you don't really need a ton of money. You could probably work around certain superpowers because they just you know. And also that one was just, he didn't know if it was split personalities or the fact that he actually had super strength or anything. Like it was kind of, yeah. Cool. Although it looked pretty convincing when he was yeah. acting like a monster. Yeah. So yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it was, but that's another one that it's worth now ones that might not be on people's radars. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, there's the ultra low budget die you zombie bastards. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> that one I got to see. Did you see yeah. that was on YouTube or I think you can find, if you Google it, I think you can yeah. find a free copy of it, but it's ultra low budget. But it's essentially about a serial killer uh, who decides uh, to, uh, during a zombie apocalypse, to fight mm -hmm. and save humanity mm -hmm. as a uh, um, as a so he's a serial killer that, that that fights zombies and he becomes sort of a superhero. It's kind of classified within this realm. Super low budget has cult st status. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's also it's a little older too. Well, I mean, it's super low budget, a little older. But there, I mean, there's movies like that out there that could give you an idea on like what's possible, and you want to see more of this shit because I, I love the crossover between the two. Yeah, I was actually looking to rent it because I wanted to. Uh, if it's like, oh no, uh, why rent when you can get it for free? You never. Yeah, never, but if never... it's like a if it's like a low budget guy that I want to throw up some some cash to support him though. So because I think like he, I think the guy that did that movie worked for, um, I think he worked for Trauma, uh, Caleb Emerson, yeah. who, who directed that movie. Yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking funny. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's great. Uh, but I do think, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a good subgenre uh, that I think there's a lot of room left in, right? That I'd like to see mm -hmm. more. Oh, 
Looks like it's on Crackle and Vimeo. Well, hopefully they got some cash through Crackle because like like you said before, like on a previous episode, you pay in one way, whether you pay like with, as a consumer, you pay like with the ads yeah. because they're, and then hopefully like the guy that made the movie is getting some of that ad money from it. Um, or you pay for, for running it. It's either way, you know? Yeah. yeah. But there you go. That one, if you want to see what's possible from a mm-hmm. super ultra low budget yeah. uh, uh, version of this, try just Google die you zombie bastards. Yeah. And, and don't forget the exclamation point at the end because you're not going to find it without that. <laughs> yeah. That, that really, that really bring, ties it all together. <laughs> yeah, I love the title. It's great. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a good, it's a good, I'd like to see more of it. Um and there is some weird shit. Like I was doing some research on it. Like, well, I mean, I don't, these are more in your realm. Like mm-hmm. Ghost Rider would technically be a horror superhero crossover. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah. And of course the, the highlight of Ghost Rider is, uh, is Nick Cage, you know, as long as Nick Cage is in it, it's going to work even if the movie doesn't work, but there was definitely some, some cool elements of the movie. And then the second Ghost Rider was of course made by the guys that did the, the crank movies. Mm. Remember that how it went all super crazy yeah. with camera work? Then you have um no, but Ghost Rider is a fantastic character in the character in the comic. I would like to see kind of like a newer version of it as a movie. Um, and then you got Constantine. Now, this is one that I watched uh just yesterday. I, wa- I rewatched Constantine and the Crow. The Crow, of course, based from a yeah. comic book, and that was notable sadly because brandon lee died but he would have but he was great in that movie i mean he would have gone on to all kinds of cool stuff the crow is like a pretty good like it's pretty good like you could do an indie version of that is because it's pretty much just like a straight up revenge movie it's the guy gets killed comes back in a super low budget outfit and you can see like how that's got inspiration for indie filmmakers and of course for a lot of halloween costumes too because people just i'll put on some white face paint and some semi alice cooper makeup and then a black outfit and then i'm the crow yeah, actually, the crow, the crow was awesome yeah. when it came it out. It is a like, great remember, movie, yeah, and it holds yeah. up really well, too. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's so much cool shit you can do with that. I mean, like I said, it's, there's so much unexplored stuff mm-hmm. you could do from a crossover perspective. Like, you know, like, I, I, I've yet to see a real zombie uh, superhero movie. Has has there been any vampire superheroes? That could be an interesting one, Oh, yeah, you got Blade. Well, especially Blade, Blade, of course. Actually, Blade, Blade of course. That mm-hmm. might be the only vampire superhero. Well, he blades is sort of, he's kind of like a, uh, Ooh, he's, he's, half, a, he's half, he's half, half yeah, yeah, he's half human, half vampire. But well, clearly a superhero, whole... he's a superhero for sure. Oh, definitely, that's, yeah. That's, that's sure, a, yeah. that's a Marvel, it's actually a Marvel property, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Blade is actually really cool. And the second one, oh, of course, by the way, by yeah. Del Toro. the opening of Blade, uh, the, oh. the original Blade is one of my favorite uh, film openings uh, of all time. Like, it's, it's, classic. yeah. You actually just read my mind on that one because the club scene in that is so great. I mean, yeah. how, what better way to start an R rated yeah. superhero movie, live action movie, than to have the main character be introduced in a bloodbath club scene, just yeah. slaughtering all kinds of vampires? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's totally fantastic. So it is true. Like, I don't know where you kind of go in there, but it's just, there's so much to explore. And, and, and here's the funny thing it's not a long list of superhero mm-hmm. horror movies. And, some of them are awesome. Like some of them are absolute yeah. classics. And, and I think there's lots to explore within it. Right. That, that's the, that, like blade is rad. That was awesome. Brightburn loved. Yeah. Brightburn um, was great. And those are, those are actually Brightburn's a really good one to take a look at for how you can do something like a little bit lower budget. Cause that was probably made on like 5 million or under yeah. was what I'm, was what I'm guessing because they really didn't pull out a lot of the effects until towards the end, but the whole movie had a creepy vibe and it had some pretty gory scenes in it. too. Yeah. I would think if you're looking for stuff to check out within this, I think for sure, Brightburn uh, freaks uh, you can find uh, that's available. I think it's on Amazon 
on shutter freaks yeah um which is super uh a wolf cop wolf cop might be a little tougher to find it's more of a horror superhero comedy um the unbreakable series obviously i think could kind of show you what's done but most people have probably seen that uh any if you haven't seen toxic avenger because you're a little too young uh and, mm-hmm. and don't know the joy of the entire toxic avenger <laughs> yeah. series it's one to, to look at again it's it's horror superhero comedy yeah. there's a there's a bunch of movies within this you know the one i didn't see that kind mm-hmm. of apparently do, do, uh, dove into this a bit is i think they just released it at the wrong time is the new mutants um, oh it's it's yeah you, you're not missing anything yeah <laughs> uh, i mean it, it, it kind of it kind of dives in here right yeah a little bit yeah and that's like really one of the that was like it's kind of interesting because what happened with that one is they were going to do like a horror sort of franchise with it but it did not work out very well because the movie didn't turn out very good but right. um they sort of had it like set in this insane insane asylum it kind of reminded me of the setup they had for nightmare on elm street 3 um but what's actually kind of interesting is if you look at Nightmare on Elm Street 3 towards the second half of that, that actually kind of turns into like a superhero horror movie because they all get superpowers to fight Freddy. Yeah, actually, I mean, you think about it, it does kind of go back a little mm-hmm. bit. Like at the end of the day, uh, Jason is mm-hmm. essentially a zombie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and he goes from basically straight villain at the first, you know, call him four or five. I don't want to know where I draw the line to all of a sudden he's kind of the hero at the end, especially when you get into Freddie versus Jason, Jason goes to hell <laughs> yeah. and all these kind of like gets a little cartoony. <laughs> like he's clearly the one you're rooting for at the, at, yeah. at, the, at the end. Right. Like, especially uh, Jason in space uh, mm-hmm. uh, was, was Jason 10. Yeah. Jason 10. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, you can look at him and says, yeah, that's, that's kind of there too. So, I mean, this crossover has kind of always existed, but, I don't know, drawing it back to the beginning, I think it's kind of cool because I've enjoyed these sort of mainstream themes. And I guess they're darker comics that have mm-hmm. existed in the past that are now starting to like push over. It's almost like it's all folding on top of each other. Yeah. And comics have actually always had like a been rooted in kind of a horror history because when you look at the Tales from the Crypt comics in the 50s, mm-hmm. they basically spawned the comics code because they freaked parents out so much. They had to have that whole comics code. So when you look at a comic book, it would say, this is approved by the comics code. So there are certain things that they couldn't show or couldn't say in in the comics. And so that was, there's always been sort of like um, a hunger for, for the horror kind of comic. And you see that influence when you watch the Lost Boys too, when, when Corey Haim's like reading all like the horror comics, they find out how to defeat the vampires by reading all the horror comics. But that's been kind of rooted in, in pop culture uh, for the beginnings of horror influence in comics. And then, of course, that bleeds its way into horror, like superhero themed comic books sort of type of movies. Mm-hmm. And that influence in there as well has always blended into it. And comics have always been pretty much from the very beginning, very subversive. They've always been yeah. kind of thought about as as for kids, but they've always been very bizarre and subversive in a lot of ways. And now it's really cool to see like these ones that have been taking a lot of risks, you know, like watching the boys and all this kind of stuff get adapted because mm-hmm. all these, these concepts were out there before, but I think Hollywood was too afraid to adapt them before, but now they're finally starting to kind of toy with that a little bit. Yeah. And that's why it's good to see. And I like it. And it, it, mm-hmm. I think you are right. The, the, the common tie is these tend to all come from comic, comic storylines. Mm-hmm. right that's that's where they're all originating from whether they're horror or whether they're superhero and the fact that you can do whatever the fuck you want in the comic book makes yeah. for that makes for that crossover a yeah lot. yeah and you know what i just kind of thought about too which it was you know might be a, just a bow on the end of this when you think about other stuff that we believe we need to see more of it's not mm-hmm. just shark horror i mean shark horror like we talked about last yeah. week hey we get it totally not superheroes mm-hmm. there's no way a shark is a superhero however 
Sasquatches mm-hmm. could clearly kind of get into this realm yeah, a little bit. Definitely. You know, like uh, there, there is there a movie out there that has the horror Sasquatch that's kind of the hero defending his forest? If there isn't, we should probably make it. Yeah, like like, <laughs> I'm, kinda, like, like I'm sensing. We've always talked. We want to see more mm-hmm. Sasquatch movies. There's yeah. enough of them out there, mm-hmm. but you know, we need that one that really defines it. Maybe yeah. they need to take some superhero themes and layer it on top of the Sasquatch, where where this is kind of like a dark R-rated superhero horror, where the where the superpowers is the Sasquatch. Yeah, or yeah, or it's like if Sasquatch is like, or if he's like sort of like Jason, you know, like he's pretty much the villain until he meets Freddy's, and Freddy's worse than Jason because he can manipulate people in their dreams. So in that case, you root for so Jason kind of becomes the good guy at that mm-hmm. point. You right. could have that with Sasquatch, where if he's fighting a monster that's more sinister than him, or maybe if Sasquatch is fighting, <laughs> or maybe if Sasquatch is fighting a shark, the shark becomes the hero. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, actually, now that I think about it, you could do. Mm-hmm. The whole plot could really be. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving. If there's any mm-hmm. indie, indie horror uh, filmmakers out there listening, feel free to take this. Just give us credit. Mm-hmm. We could take the Kong storyline that the yeah. Sasquatch lives peacefully in the mm-hmm. forest behind these people, and he likes the little girl. The little girl keeps seeing it. But then mm-hmm. when these guys come in to try to attack or do, mm-hmm. like, do something in the forest, maybe they're trying to mm-hmm. level it for a new development. Mm-hmm. The Sasquatch just goes bonkers and starts slaughtering everybody. But it's really mm-hmm. got to be the family and the girl. So you take the Kong yeah. storyline, mm-hmm. you, you you horror it up with a bunch of like like Sasquatch ripping people apart, like yeah. uh, right. And then, but but the, the Sasquatch really likes the girl, and he's doing it because he feels like the girl is under attack. We need to see we need to see the Sasquatch turn a corner, and he is a superhero because he has supernatural strength. I don't know. Well, maybe for a future episode because I, I we've always we've talked about Sasquatches every now and <laughs> yeah. then. Maybe mm-hmm. we actually need to do a deep dive in Sasquatch movies. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, then, it would take it, it would take years to do research because there's so many damn Sasquatch movies. But in a good way, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what 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 we'll do is though we'll talk about our like Sasquatch movies and then mm-hmm. we'll end it with we'll each kind of pitch our our idea for the ideal Sasquatch movie. Nice. We, I like we'll, that. Yeah. So that's we can we can end on that. That would be a good future episode. Um, yeah, because that's an, it deserves a deep dive. Sasquatch movies. Let's throw in just a couple of these that uh, that we didn't talk about here. There's um, Man Thing. There's there's you know a couple of different versions of Swamp Thing. There's Dark Man, which Dark Man. Dark Man, yeah. Dark Man Moore is Liam Neeson, which is awesome. That's clearly inspired by like the Universal monsters as they turn into superheroes. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it well, it does definitely crossover mm-hmm. themes between the two. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah, Dark Man is an awesome example of uh, superhero horror crossover. And then you take like Invisible Man and sort of like what well, Dark Man looks a lot like sort of Invisible Man, like with mm-hmm. all the rapture on his face and everything. You take the new Invisible Man uh, Lee Winnell movie, and that basically becomes like a superhero horror movie straight up out of because it's it's the because the Invisible Man is stalking her, so that sort of spins it yeah. on its head, which is cool. And the new Swamp Thing version that they did um, was actually it got canceled, but it was actually a really kind of dark version of Swamp Thing. Of course, Wes Craven did the original version, and that was PG and kind of cheesy, but it still had like a little bit of horror elements to it. But the new Swamp Thing version, the makeup is great, and it's a lot of like cool practical effects and freaky stuff. I think they were limited by budget because they only showed a couple of monsters, but if they would have gone more with that, it had a good like dark tone to it too. Like, yeah. it's, it had some good elements to it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I think you really do that kind of, if you actually look at the characters that you see mm. within horror and you look within superhero, they, there's such crossover between the two. And if you're looking for inspiration on what to watch or to what to, if you're going to be writing something, I mean, it's pretty cool just to flip it. Like Invisible Man is a great one. That could be like, that's yeah. a, that's either, you know, a totally Invisible Man could be a hero. But he could also mm-hmm. be creepy as fuck. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's it can go both ways. And it's Darkman was the... somewhere in the middle. Like he was he was not very noble in Darkman. He was just straight up out for revenge. So he wasn't very heroic. But he was he was he was slaughtering um, very villainous people though. So he yeah. was yeah. Yeah. No. I, and there's I mean so there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot there. I mean I think it's a cool thing. I want to keep my eye on it. Hopefully we see more of it. I really do think that for indie filmmakers that there's 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 something here because i think people would watch it like when you talk about like you know you know oh this guy has it, it's a it's a good hook because like, he's got this mm-hmm. superpower and need this and you can see it in, in bright burn and 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 glass and unbreakable and and a lot of the ones we've, we've been talking about like just take those superhero elements and make them dark it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's and then it, there's this whole storyline there just go start exploring it i think there's lots of room for it or like the boys where you have like a character that's generally known as somebody that's really um that's really sort of like pure and clean and noble and then you show evil he is on the inside which makes it like like you said like earlier uh far more creepy than actually like a, like a villain in a movie yeah like, like like homelander yeah. in in the boys mm-hmm. like from what we've seen in that show mm-hmm. like if you were walking a dark alley and on one end you got like michael myers and the other end is homelander yeah i'm, ru- I'm running towards michael myers right yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like my, my, my chances are better that way <laughs> yeah and Plus, like Michael Myers wouldn't like really torture you when he tries to kill you. Homelander nice. would probably Homelander would probably do some like horrible things torturing you and having fun with you, like playing with you like a, a cat with a mouse before they fully kill it. You know, Michael yeah. Myers would just slaughter you. He's but, a full-on but, evil character. But Homelander would take his time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the boy season too. There was a couple outright just <laughs> like um evil characters oh, that, yeah. that, that yeah. are part of that. Yeah, no, totally. It's like, no, nah, we're, we're talking the same thing. If I saw him in a dark, just, just turn the lights down a little bit and put him in a dark alley. I, I, I'd i rather run straight into Jason Voorhees than, uh, than some of those guys. Yeah, and I think the reason why a lot of people like the character of Batman is because he sort of dances on the line between becoming like a, like a horror mm-hmm. superhero. So he's sort of like in that crossover category where he's very brooding. He's not like, he's not like Superman where he's, he does all the right things. He, he's always at war with himself and he's always distraught about everything. And he's always like pissed off and he always like never, never like really has his vengeance. But um, he like, as the, as the Punisher told Daredevil, you're one bad day away from becoming somebody like me. That's what, that's the line that Batman always dances on. It has a lot of those horror themes too, like with the bats and like the film noir kind of look in the movies and everything. And there's been a couple of them where like Batman has fought Dracula and there's one, Gotham by Gaslight, where Batman has uh, gone after Jack the Ripper. So they've gone into a lot of horror themes in the Batman kind of comics as well, yeah, too. He's definitely. I mean, and there, by the way, is is clearly a movie that you take the Batman character mm-hmm. and make him more fueled on vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, and, and actually darker, like like actually becoming an evil character. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's you say, hey, you know, it's a, it's a dude like who got, uh, uh, you know, he's went through a bunch of shit but he turned the wrong way instead of fighting crime he's yeah he is crime and there, there there's a scary character there right like it is he dances but batman definitely dances mm-hmm. him too and and there's a way to explore him going the other way right like he always yeah. kind of pulls himself back but what if he fell into this sort of evil character uh um, yeah i mean so there's lots 
lots to explore within this, I think. And, I, and that's why it's like I was disappointed to tie it back to the beginning that Jupiter's Legacy got canceled because I think there's yeah. so much cool stuff to explore. And um, and 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 hopefully that doesn't hold anyone back from from doing more of them because it just creates new stuff. And I think for filmmakers and especially indie guys and everything, when you start to see stuff, it gives you ideas. And, and the more ideas you get, the more cool new shit we're going to get. So I like R-rated superhero horror. Hopefully we get to see more of it. And uh, it's kind of my last thought on it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we see yeah. Oh, one thing I'll throw out real quick is that at least I, I forgot to mention this, but Invincible. Uh, is done by Robert Kirkman. It's on Amazon Prime. It's animated, but it's like goat gets like super gory, and it's great. I mean, but the writing's really good in it. And as long as Kirkman stays in charge of it, I think it's going to consistently stay good for the next couple of seasons. Hopefully, it'll go for at least a couple more. But that one has darker themes, sort of reminiscent of not like as satire as the boys, but just like sort of like more serious. Like, what if your dad was a superhero, but he uh, was hiding some dark things that he had done to keep the country safe? You know, and he was involved with some sort of like nefarious groups as well, too. Um, so that's kind of what that goes into. But that series is actually pretty imaginative. It's, it's definitely like really well worth watching. And it mirrors the the style of the comic really well, too. So the animation is really good in it also. All right, cool. Yeah, that's one I haven't checked out, but you keep talking about. So uh, I got to watch the rest of Jupiter's Legacy because I started yeah. watching it. And then um, and then they were like, it's canceled. I was like, what? This just came out. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it was weird. It was weird that they did it. I, I mean, I love all this stuff when you get into these dark sides and these little these little individual mm-hmm. like these little corners of of crossover stuff and i just think it's then all of a sudden you realize there's so much to explore yeah so um so that's cool that's it maybe we next one we do a deep dive on sasquatches or at least coming up we'll do a deep dive on sasquatch movies and give some people some inspiration there and some stuff to watch yeah so uh so yeah so that's kind of it so uh if you've made it this far that's awesome uh and hopefully you guys can go over to deadharvey.com and uh, subscribe to our e-newsletter there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, subscribe to uh, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We, we, we want to have you on board. Um, so, yeah, uh, reach out. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, if you've got a movie you're working on, you want us to talk about it, hey, shoot us an email. Uh, love to help out and, and talk about stuff like that. So, uh, deadarby.com. Until next week. Till next week, I'm going to go right now and watch Die You Zombie Bastards! Exclamation mark. <laughs> police, don't move. I thought the police always said freeze. Well, I am the police. I say don't move, Snow White. You move, you're dead. And I say I'm dead. And I move. <laughs>